Welcome to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast, the podcast that wants to help you reach your best and most divine potential. Each week, we dive into topics concerning inner healing, wellness, and spirituality. We discuss strategies and practice from our own personal experiences regarding higher energies, trauma, and connecting to the divine as we take you through our own personal journeys to discover the highest versions of ourselves. In combination with guest speakers, we bring you a comprehensive guide to mental and spiritual wellness and the ability to connect to yourself and the world around you on a deeper level. I'm Nicole. And I'm Christina. And we are two sisters who want to take you along on our spiritual and healing journey. We are each on our own individual healing and spiritual path and bring unique perspectives regarding yoga, chakra healing, meditation, intuition, and trauma healing. Sometimes life is messy, sometimes it's confusing, and sometimes everything falls perfectly into place. Join us as we navigate the path to divine enlightenment together. Hello sisters, brothers, and non-binary listeners to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast. On today's episode, we have Rutini Burton. She's with Big Pussy Energy, and she's going to talk about sensual empowerment. So welcome, Brutini. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Hi, everyone. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, yeah. dig into some BPE. The pleasure is all ours. We're so <laughs> excited that you connected with us. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll get started. If you can introduce yourself. Tell us about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So uh, my name is Bertini Burton. I am a sensual empowerment facilitator and I am the founder and CEO of Big Pussy Energy. So essentially Big Pussy Energy is a space that I created um, where right now it's female identifying people um, get to explore, own and embody their sensual energy through movement. And Big Pussy Energy is really founded upon the movements of sensual embodiment, twerking and lap dancing where you get to really experience your sensual energy through different um, ways. So sensual embodiment is the first pillar and that's really to awaken awaken your sensual energy. Um, And I specifically am doing sensual energy because that was my whole journey. Of course, the sensual energy is something that culturally, no matter where you are from, no matter what upbringing, if you have religious background or not, I don't, but I still have the cultural upbringing of my sensual energy is, my belief when I grew up is that my sensual energy, let alone my sexual energy is for someone else. Um, and that if I'm doing it, if I'm, if I'm embodying any sort of sensuality, it's for someone and it's to get attention from others. So there's a lot of, for women, especially there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of hiding and suppressing involved. And so in my journey where I opened myself up to my own innate sensual energy, um is really where i found so much power and through that power it's like the feminine power of just knowing who the fuck you are and confidence um and just being able to honestly walk into a room without any making any sound and people wanting to know who you are like that's bpe and so i use that through central embodiment um and that's where you really get to tap into your body get into your central energy i use twerking as a way to heal the sisterhood wound of instead of judging and criticizing and 
picking women apart because they're showing up in their sensual energy. I actually empower and encourage women to celebrate each other, like literally like clapping your hands and like wooing like each other on. And then I use lap dancing as a way to um, be witnessed in your own pleasure and being witnessed in your sensual energy. So it's like a whole, a whole journey when you step into a BPE experience. Oh my gosh. I love this. I have to tell you that when we first connected and I was checking out BPE, I'm like, thank you. Like, I'm so glad that you're creating this space and this whole movement for women to connect with their sensuality. Because like you said, like in culture, it's so suppressed and Mm -hmm. it's, it's like almost like you said, you're not, you're not experiencing your sensuality for yourself. It's always for someone else. And it's, it's so powerful to just take that back and to own it and to like, not be ashamed of your body and like who you are. And I love it. Like, I love what you're doing. And I've not met anybody else or come across anybody else that does this. And I just, I just think it's so cool. I just think it's so cool. So hats off to you for like starting the whole movement. I think this is incredible. Thank you. And it's been a really, I mean, it's, there's so much to talk about the journey, but like in this movement that I've been in on my own personal life, like it's been also really cool because the more, cause I say sensual empowerment, like the more I get into my sensuality, the more separate sexuality and sensuality become. And in society, sensuality and sexuality are like, what's the difference? And they're kind of just like enmeshed in each other. But the more you embody and really like, explore sensuality as a separate thing the more you recognize how separate it is and how your sensuality is how you experience your the world and experiencing it through pleasure and through your body like sensuality is a very embodied experience using your senses so um it's also taking away like maybe the fear around like oh my god sensuality like ooh, that seems really intense right um so yeah it's been a journey <laughs> Really cool. I have a friend actually, she did a couple of weeks ago, she did boudoir photos. Uh-huh. And I've always wanted to do them, never done them. But she did boudoir photos and she showed me them today. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, look at you. She's like, it felt so empowering. Yeah, I actually, that's funny to say that I just got boudoir photos done like two weeks ago. And cool. photography for me has been a huge part of my journey. Um, because I I see photography as a tool photography really allows you to embody like parts of you that you might not see in yourself every day. Um, and so I used it throughout my journey. So I started my journey two years ago and I, it was like a feminine journey. And in that I got like a feminine photo shoot done where I, I had a photographer take different pictures of me in different archetypes of my feminine, like the innocent, like maybe like more childlike, feminine to the wild woman like I had mud on my face and so like photography is an amazing tool to use for sure to pull out the parts of you that you don't really see or recognize in your everyday life and boudoir specifically um like I said I just did two weeks ago it's super empowering and you can just do it most women do it for themselves yeah we know you can do it for men and for or someone in your relationship but I'm single and I've I did it purely just for me. Um, so it's super empowering. That is really cool. Yeah. She, she gets like a book of all her photos and 
She's like, these pictures are really cool. I'm like, you need to put those up somewhere. She's like, where am I going to put them? I'm like, hang them up in your house. Put them in your bedroom. Put them in your, your bedroom, just yeah. bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, God bless what I do. I just post them on Instagram. So <laughs> the world gets to see that they're really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. I've seen them and they're, they're gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so what inspired you to start Big Pussy Energy? Yeah, so Big Pussy Energy, like I've kind of been hinting, like is something from my own personal journey. Um, It's not like I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm just going to do this, I guess. It was something that was part of my journey. Like, um, so before I moved to Austin, I'm from Austin, or I I live in Austin, Texas now. I've been here for almost a year. I moved here in January. But prior to that, I was um, nomadic. Like I traveled the world for eight years since I was 19. Um, and I lived, I worked on yachts. So I was a deckhand, which is a really like male dominated energy. Um, being a deckhand, like as a female, like I was literally called female deckhand because it's so like separate. It's like a whole nother like tier. And so I, it was super easy. It's super easy to, to this day for me to be my masculine energy. I think a lot of women can relate to that. I mean, we do live in a patriarchal society. That's not saying it's a negative or a positive. It's just a neutral, it's patriarchal. Like we live in our minds. We live in our logic. We have to, it's like A to B action. Like we're praised on our action. We're praised on what we're doing. So just very masculine energy. And so I found myself really just naturally there. And um, in my relationships, my sexual relationships, I it really started because I had such dull sex life. Like, I literally was like, how is this what people are so excited about? I would pretend like, oh my God, sex is amazing. But like, it was from performance. Like, I just like, it, I never, sex was never a priority for me. And like, to be honest, it it, it isn't right now in my life. Um, it's, so I was, I got curious. I was like, why is this, why do people like literally ruin relationships over something like it. And um, my driving force was like, it was just dull to me. I felt like I was always energetically really exhausted after sex because I was like giving and it it didn't feel like I was surrendering. I didn't feel like I relaxed. It just felt like I was performing and it felt to me that like my orgasm was more of a validation for my partner's ego. Mm -hmm. So my pleasure was more for his validation of like, oh, you're good. You did well. And even if I did orgasm, it felt very forced. Like I was like pushing it out, like mentally just being like, I got orgasm. So (laughs) it was really like not enjoyable. And when I was traveling, I was like, I was like, I really just want to have an amazing sexual experience. Like I, I knew what I was, I knew what I craved. Like I knew what a soul level sexual experience could feel like. I've never experienced it, but that's when I was like, I need to get in a relationship. So that's when I was like, I want to get in a relationship. So basically I did get a relationship and we met in Colombia. He is from the UK and we started a long distance relationship. I was in New Zealand at the time, living in a van, decided to sell it and move to the UK with him. Wow. And I, yeah, I had, so I had this relationship, COVID hit. I had no friends. I didn't have any, I wasn't working. So it was just him and I, and it became a very enmeshed codependent relationship on my end. Um, but that relationship, even though like, I basically completely lost myself in it. I chose him over me. I chose the desire of wanting to be loved and the desire to experience um, 
good sex essentially like for the relationship versus what my intuition was telling me which at the time I didn't understand what I was feeling I just thought I was like I don't know how to love because my parents didn't show me what love looked like you know I was just like victimizing myself but instead it was actually my intuition was screaming hey this is not for you so after I left the UK and broke up with him that's when I had this whole experience of I've been looking outside myself for my whole time of being sexually active of like maybe this partner will give me good sex maybe this partner will give me an orgasm and I never pointed the finger and realized that the only consistent thing in every single scenario is me and so two years ago was when I actually finally recognized I was pointing the finger out and instead I pointed the finger in and I took responsibility and I took responsibility of really understanding like who I was and but like giving myself orgasms and really starting the feminine journey. And that's when I found David Data, who was a huge foundation piece for me, which I learned about feminine and masculine energies and how we all embody those. It's not a gender thing. And what the feminine energy really is, which is surrender, it's trust, it's receiving, it's letting go. Um, and then that's when I found central embodiment. So that was the beginning for me was losing myself to really find myself again mm -hmm. and that was like a whole two-year journey which i was in my central embodiment every day i was on like i was on a tv show blow deck and i was doing central embodiment on my days off and it was still super a part of my life and it still is and then when i moved to austin that's when basically i was able to actually think because I left yachting and I was like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I actually want to put into this world? I've already traveled. I like did everything that people want to do with their lives, honestly, by the time I was 27. But I, the only thing I didn't do was something that fulfilled me. And I was like, I, I know I, the next thing for my life is something that fulfills me and like fulfills the world. And so with the space of like living somewhere for the first time since I was 19 and like giving myself time to reflect and really the most feminine um, energy I've ever experienced of letting go of surrendering and to receive is how BPE really came through. Um, and just answering all the intuitive yeses and saying yes to all the things that felt stretchy and uncomfortable and leaning into it. And honestly, I thought of BPE like four months ago and now it's like a movement, like you said. So just saying yes to saying yes to my intuition is really what led me here but knowing that what i knowing that the power of my sensual energy that i experience is something that we all need to experience and we all get to experience and the way i the reason why i experienced it was because i gave myself the permission to like sensually move my body and sensually touch myself and to twerk in front of the mirror and not many people i know give themselves that permission or give themselves that space to do that and so that's really what BPE is, is that space, is that permission. Like, I'm not really teaching you anything you don't already know. Everything that I provide is just a reminder. And it's all within you. Oh, that's so incredible. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like you've at, I guess, what society would consider such a young age, like you're 27, you said? 28. Yeah. 28. Okay. 28. But like, you're still in your 20s. You've, you've, 
become, you've had such deep experiences and you've become so deeply aware of yourself and your needs. And some people will go a whole lifetime and never have that experience or never realize it. So that's, that's pretty incredible that you've been able to do that. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's all just part of my journey, right? Like if it wasn't for my foundation of spirituality, I wouldn't have had that awareness of oh, I've been pointing the finger outside of myself. Like I wouldn't have known that I was the main cause. So it's the, it's like all the little things of my life have honestly added up to this. And it's, it's knowing that is what's so exciting to think what's going to be in 20 years. You know, it's like, this is just the freaking beginning. Right. So thank you. I knew me personally, like that's when things changed for me. I had that same experience when I'm like, what is the common denominator here? Me. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out. <laughs> like, yeah. what, like what, what is going on? What am I doing? And then, yeah, that's when, when everything changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So neat. Um, I love that you talk about the, the difference between masculine and feminine energy, because mm-hmm. I do feel like as women in society, we really do have to turn on that masculine energy in order to compete And then it's so hard to get back to your feminine. Like, I know that's one thing, like at my point in my journey this year, I've been focusing on trying to reconnect with my feminine Mm -hmm. energy, my divine feminine. And it's hard. And I didn't realize like how disconnected I was from it because you're constantly competing. You're constantly surrounded in a world created by men, dictated by men. And it's, and it's hard. And like you said, like so much of it, regardless of like what facet is so performative. It's like, you're always being watched by someone. You're always like, someone's always keeping tabs or, you know, whether it is in society or your job or sometimes even in your personal life, like whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. I love that you're, you're giving women that space also to feel comfortable to do it because it's not like you said like twerking is the main basis not everyone just feels comfortable twerking in front of the mirror but I love that you clap for each other and and you just create that space of empowerment yeah I mean you know BPE started as a space like I mentioned for women to really explore their sensuality and explore their sensual energy um and like I am creating spaces for co-ed because it's it's in all of us, but there is such a powerful medicine when women come together to explore something that culturally we have been shunned and shamed for. Um, like all of our bodies are offensive. I mean, I remember in third grade making sure my like shoulder straps were like two fingers width yep. because heaven forbid my shoulders were showing, you know, it's like our bodies are inappropriate the second that we can learn how to walk essentially. And so there's a shared experience in that. And so when you come together with other women um, and reclaiming something that lineagely, ancestrally has been so like wanting to be taken away from us, it's like, no, this is mine. Like you can't take away my sensuality. And that brings me to this memory that I have. And I think it's really important. And, I, and it's, it's the epitome of what BPE is. Um, I know you guys are in Canada, but in the US a few months ago, Rovis Wade was overturned and oh, I live was, in Texas. That was like all like everyone was of course. About- right. Yeah. And I live in Texas, which, you know, I live in Austin, which is super liberal, but like Texas is obviously not. And so it was a very intense moment and and it still is. However, I teach weekly classes in Austin and ironically, 
I teach my twerk shop, sensual twerk shop every Fridays at 5 p.m. And the day Roe vs. Wade got overturned was on a Friday. And so I, you know, was walking into class where I'm empowering women to feel and be empowered by their sensual energy at 5 p.m. when basically the government was like, no, your bodies aren't yours, right? And I was devastated. I was like, how am I supposed to show up as a facilitator, as a woman who is empowering others in owning their sensual energy when it felt like they took away my sensual energy? And that was the most powerful experience. And it's a foundation of BPE because when I walked into class, one, the feminine is a whole spectrum. It's not just like, it's not just your sexuality and your sensuality. It's also rage, sacred rage and anger because that's another part of the feminine that we're not allowed to express. Mm -hmm. And like anger is like too much, like stop being chaotic, stop being crazy, right? Like we can't express our anger because then we're not being a good girl essentially. And so it's in a yoga studio that I teach. So I gave every woman a bolster, which is basically like a hard pillow. And I basically just said like, there, you might feel anger today. I do. And even if you're not angry about the situation, cause it's a political thing and I wasn't going to get into it. And I was like, if you're not angry about today, that's okay. However, let's go tap into that day in school when you were told that your shorts are too short and you got sent home. Like just tap into that. And I didn't even talk about why. And I was just like, I'm going to give everyone two minutes to just scream and punch and kick and just be angry. And so for two minutes, like 15 women, we're all just screaming and we're letting out and we're screaming like, Fuck you. like we're just screaming. And you didn't need to know why you're screaming. I just gave the permission and space to scream. Right. And then, you know, I just started class. We get into central embodiment where I, I guide you through a central embodiment flow. All of our eyes are closed. So it's a very inward experience. Um, and then we do a fun twerk shop. And we're celebrating. We're cheering each other on. And it's really, it's like a sisterhood connection. We're cheering each other on in our central energy. And at the end of the class, I had everyone go around and say how they felt. So they walked in feeling disempowered like something was taken from them, fear, and they walked out feeling empowered, sexy, like liberated, all from allowing themselves to one, express anger, but then two, it shows that your sensuality and your sexual energy can never be taken from you. Even if, even if it's been violated, it's still yours and it can never be taken and no one can take it from you and no one can it's something within you and it's not something i also give to you i don't give women sensuality mm-hmm. i just give them the space to explore it on their own and that class was the epitome of why i'm doing what i'm doing to remind everyone and myself that it's innate it's within you and it's something that you can tap into because your central energy reminds you how fucking powerful you are Amazing. I love that. I love that you're creating like a safe environment for women to feel empowered and and like they're owning their own bodies. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that was like I said the most like I had no idea. Like I was like, how am I supposed to show up today? 
And then, yeah. you know, you just innately, you just, I just, when I'm in that, when I'm in the facilitated like space, I'm flowing. Like I'm what one would maybe call channeling. Like I'm just like open to whatever the energy of the room is being called me, calling me forward to. And I think you did exactly what you, like you were practicing what you're preaching. Like you're all about yeah. bringing what's inside of you out. And that day, that's what you felt called to do. And yeah, and you open it up to everyone else. And oh yes, feeling rage is so important. Like feeling yeah. rage, knowing that you can and accepting it, knowing how to process it. Cause I feel like a lot of us, especially women, cause we're taught to not be so emotional or, or whatever. We, don't, we haven't learned how to, how to acknowledge our emotions, own our emotions, process our emotions, because you're constantly being told to repress, repress, repress. So, yeah. Well, and it's just understanding that like, it's okay to feel anger. It's not okay to bring it out onto someone which is what we usually see is like anger going back and forth with people when I say a sacred rage ceremony like it could be for two minutes like rage is just an emotion that just needs to pass through you like anger just needs to pass through you and be seen almost and it's like when I do it in my room like I'm literally just close the door I grab a pillow and I just scream in the pillow or I I, yeah pound my hands like I can't like giving myself the permission to look like a child throwing a tantrum because children know how to move through energy. They know how to move through emotions and it's the adults that tell them, no, that's wrong because we don't give ourselves the permission to do that. So basically like anger is so fucking beautiful and sacred. It's just taking ownership of it and not putting it out onto someone. So what are some ways that women can connect to their femininity and their sensuality? Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of ways, but I would say like, I mean, the foundation of sensual embodiment and sensuality is presence. So being really present in your body. So like I mentioned, we're all, our day-to-day lives are mostly lived in our heads. So dropping down into the body can just look like, can literally just be a thought of like, how does my body feel? And and like taking a body scan. But the pillars for central embodiment for me are breath, sound, movement, and touch. So what that looks like, like I'll do in the morning is I close my eyes. So I take sight away so that instead of outward sight, I'm actually bringing my sight inwards. So I'm experiencing my inward body. And I just move my hands really slowly up and down my body and just get present. And feeling comfortable touching my body because it's mine. Like in my class, I'm literally like, okay, if you feel comfortable, like say hello to your pussy and like touch your pussy and then now touch your breast. And so just being comfortable with like touching your body because it it's your body. Um and not and not having it to be a sexual experience. It literally just like like I'm literally touching my breast right now talking to you because they're <laughs> it's my boobies. Like I can do that. <laughs> So just getting like really um, present with your body. And if that's like the first time that you've ever really intentionally like got curiosity is a really beautiful energy to put towards this. So just being curious of like, oh, what does my hand feel like? What happens when I slow down? What happens when I speed up, right? Mm-hmm. So just getting curious um, and noticing the thoughts that are going through your head is a really amazing, uh, talking about awareness. like. If you're having thoughts of like, oh my God, this feels really weird, or this is inappropriate, or this is 
like I, this is uncomfortable like I don't know what I'm doing I look stupid like that's okay to have those thoughts they're probably going to happen they're really common from that awareness of those thoughts that's when you can get curious and be like oh like why do I think this is weird I'm alone like no one knows what I'm doing. This is my body. Like that's when you get to like actually have a relationship to yourself and to how you view your body. So I think those are the first steps. Hmm, I love that. So you had you said that you had a class on Fridays. You mm-hmm. class on Fridays. Are these some of the things that you do with the women in your class? And um, what what age groups of women do you do normally come to your class? Like what? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are their day jobs? Like, is it a variety of women? Is it young women, older women? Is it like, like, who is it? Who's coming to your classes? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually teach twice a week. I teach Wednesday central embodiment. So that's like a more inward experience. And then Fridays is a twerk shop. And that's more sisterhood connecting. Um, and I do teach this all in my classes. They're 75 minutes and they're weekly. So they're just a beautiful foundation for women to come to. And because they're weekly, like it's formed a community a lot of the women come every week and it's at a yoga studio. So it has like a really just welcoming space and it, it opens up this class to a lot of people who probably wouldn't have found it um, on their own. Um, I, but the, like, I probably, I've had like 19 year olds to like, honestly, probably like 65 year old women. Like that's the range I've had. Like I have, um, you know, students to moms with kids that are like in their thirties to older women. Um, so it's, there's no one, one person. And I've had women who have never done this before and it's very stretchy and it's very like, wow, comfort zone was met. Right. And then I've also had women who are professional dancers. So moving in their bodies are, is very natural and normal, but this space gives them space so it's for them and it's just natural and it's not like like for someone else so it's it can be any range it can be first time ever being sensual with yourself to i do this every day but this just i'm receiving instead of guiding you know and everyone coming together and being supportive and uh, my best thing is like for all my classes and all my events and my retreats, like I say, show up in whatever you feel sexy in. Cause obviously that can look different on, like I've literally, I'm not even kidding. You have taught in my period underwear before. Like I'm on my period and I don't, I don't feel like putting on booty shorts. I'm wearing these underwear, you know, like <laughs> I've been shown up that way. Um, and my favorite is when this like 65 year old woman came in, in her yoga pants, you know, yoga pants, t-shirt, and by the end of the class, she goes in the corner, takes her yoga pants off, and she's just in like this like thong, not cute, just like a nude thong. Like she, it's not like she was like, look at this sex. She was like, I want to be liberated. So <gasps> she's just working in her thong, and I was like, this is why I do what I do. That's amazing. So there's, it was just like that's powerful, you know. <laughs> I I actually had an experience like that with an older woman this summer. I was on um, a tour. And we were in Barcelona and she had never been to Barcelona before. And we had a little bit of free time. So she's like, I'm going to go down to the beach by myself. So she had a little capris on. She was like, wait, and she was telling us this after. So I never witnessed this. She was telling us this. And she was so animated when she was telling us this, just an amazing moment. And she was, she's like, yeah, I went down in the ocean and I, you know, I was walking around holding my feet. And then I thought, 
what the hell am I doing? I'm in Barcelona. Life's too short to wear pants. She's like, I took off my pants right there on the beach and I went swimming. And we're like, yeah. Like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yes, exactly. She was someone who was like from a small town, like in Northern Ontario. She'd never like never been to Europe before and here she is just have like you said like having this total moment of liberation on the beach in Barcelona in her underwear and I was like yes yeah yes. you can learn something from that for yeah. sure it's like it was so incredible beautiful <laughs> so you mentioned that your twerk shop is about um the sisterhood mm-hmm. so what does the sisterhood mean for you yeah so man it's funny like when you think about it it's just women supporting women is really what sisterhood is and recognizing that the space that I take up doesn't take away from your space and the space that you take up doesn't take away from my space that's something that um I've really been understanding is that space is infinite so the more space that you take up meaning the more powerful the more embodied the more like knowing of how powerful you are and you actually fill in and you take up that space the more space you get it's not like you only have a certain amount of the pie the pie just gets bigger and bigger and bigger it's infinite and so sisterhood is recognizing the infinite of space and what if my my sister my friend is is showing up big and empowering others she only gives me permission to show up big and empower others and we lift each other up it's not like a she goes up i go down it's she goes up i go up because you know what she's my best friend she's in my frequency like there's no losing and the reason why this is kind of like a sisterhood thing is because culturally i mean i grew up like my mom always comparing me and she would compare me being like oh you're the prettiest one of your friend but that never made me feel good. I like always would get mad. I was like, mom, but that, that means you're saying my friends are ugly or that my, my friends aren't pretty. Like there's this, so even when there's a compliment, it's always a comparison of, well, they need to lose for you to win or like we're competing for the, per- like, I mean, of course I'm human. And sometimes I walk into a room these days and I'm like, am I the best looking? You know, it's like, it's like, that's just like, it's so ingrained in our culture. And so the sisterhood experience is really being aware of when those like unneeded competition and comparison and wanting to pull each other down pop up and you're like wait no there's space is infinite when you rise i rise when -hmm. you win i win so that's what i think that's what i think are like women in society need to recognize and nicole and i have talked about this with each other about how you know our mother's generation is our, our mom's uh 60 63 64 <laughs> on monday actually and um she like her generation is just so judgmental so cutthroat so like they're so inherently insecure because that's like what they were raised in and there's been so many times where we've been like, no, we don't think that anymore. We don't say that anymore. We don't. And, and she's pretty self-reflective. She's like, oh, okay. But you, I feel like it, there's, there's a definitely a change in like our younger generation. Like we're starting to change that and we're actually starting to lift each other up. And we're actually, I feel like everyone's just so aware that we are 
like you said, like we are powerful when we are together and it's so nice to see, but it breaks my heart that for so long, it hasn't been that way. And that so many women have lived such maybe like emotionally, mentally solitary lives because they haven't had that, that community to lift them up. Like you said. Mm-hmm. And it truly all starts with us, mm-hmm. the women. It, like every everything starts with us. That's how powerful we are. And like even for example, like this is kind of off topic, but the same thing as like periods, right? So that's even though I'm not like a period coach, which there are that. Um, be your period is something of a woman. Like we, literally, four billion people in this world have periods half the population (laughs) and yeah it's something that we are like programmed to be ashamed of like hide the tampon don't let anyone see you have it in your hands like what the fuck um and like be very hush about and I've always I've never felt that way I don't know why but I've just always been like why is this hidden like I don't get it and it really starts with us we're the ones that we change the narrative for the men we change the narrative of what it's like to be a woman So when I'm like, and it's the same thing with sisterhood, it's like when I'm on my period and and yes, of course my energy is drained. I'm like, I don't want to be, I'm not as active as I am when I'm ovulating. So I'll be like, if someone asks me to go, I'll be like, oh no, actually I'm on my period. It's like my wise women cycle. Um, So I'm just going to lay low tonight, but maybe in two weeks, you know, it's like we get to change the narrative of what it's like to be a woman because what our generations before us only they didn't they only said what culturally was always said mm-hmm. like we're just repeating the same patterns and this is like you said i really feel like we're this is the generation that's breaking those patterns it's like i love you you're you're a sister like i want to see you thrive and i'm on my period and that's fucking amazing like you know we get to change the narratives yeah yeah we need to stop feeling so shameful for having a period and and doing what we need to do for ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. there's definitely no shame in that so when it comes to uh women trying to experience and connect with their sensuality and women I guess learning to become a part of a sisterhood because like we we're saying like forever women have been so disconnected and and now we're trying to connect with ourselves and connect with each other and lift each other up. What do you think some of the biggest roadblocks like you see are when it comes to maybe some of um, the clients that you have at the studio or even just like your own life experiences? The roadblocks to being like, like a creating sisterhood? Yeah, to creating sisterhood, to accepting themselves as a part of, you know, like to not feeling shame to to accepting their bodies and to lifting each other up in that sisterhood to wanting to be a part of that yeah well I guess I'll answer it by going the opposite way of how to have a sisterhood because it is so different right like there's even a term for it because it's like not our innate knowing um and for me how I pulled in sisterhood into my life is just being extremely authentic so authenticity instead of putting the mask on so for example like when i talked about how like yeah sex is great like i just put that mask on of like yeah i love sex like that's not how i experience sex 
However, I outwardly would say that. And like, I would outwardly like be like, oh yeah, like this guy, it was great. You know, we had sex, it was great. When I didn't actually mean that. So how am I gonna have like, there's no way I have a foundation of a good relationship with my girlfriends. It wasn't until I started being very transparent and just being very authentic and honest of my own experiences and my truths is when a sisterhood or any foundation of being fully seen was formed. And that's really what like a sisterhood is. Like you can walk in, like if you came to a BPE class, like you would feel like automatically because we're the environment that's created is an environment of we're talking about and we're embodying parts of ourselves that are exiled. So you walk into something that's, you can't be inauthentic. Like everyone's doing like, something that's vulnerable, but with joy and with fun and with ease, like the environment's created there. So if you don't have a space like that, um, it just, it starts with you and it starts with you being authentic and being vulnerable and just being, maybe saying like, Hey, like I would love to just get coffee and like, you know, drinking's not really a big part of my life. And I also think that's been a big benefit as well of not like I do drink, but it's not my friends and I, we don't drink to hang out. And I think that's also really big, um, a part of it because societally that's how a lot of people hang out with each other is through alcohol and through drinks. However, you know, maybe there's like the first five minutes is the only like authentic time until like you kind of get that drink flow, you know? It's really interesting actually that you say that it just made me kind of reflect for a second there about a lot of the people that I was friends with in my 20s I don't hang out with anymore and that's because all we really had in common was we would get together drink go out yeah. have a yeah. good time but now like what's what's space like there's nothing in between and so and I, I say this from a space of someone who fucking partied you know <laughs> I did it I did it all I lived in Miami I like party like so I know what it's like and like I did it and I got it out of my system because this is what's actually the most potent and it's authentic relating mm -hmm. there was even a point where I was like have I had sex sober like that's like literally where I was at when I worked on yachts like two years ago and man that wakes you up you're like Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, that's a good question to ask for sure. There's, there's always these, like, I feel like there comes a point in your life where you just, yeah, you ask yourself these questions, and that's kind of turning point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, how can we, you mentioned it a little bit about in the beginning the the difference between owning your own sensuality and performing for someone else so how can women distinguish between if you are being sensual for yourself and you are having a an experience that is authentic to your body versus performing for someone else sure well i mean the first one is pretty obvious is like actually just do it alone first like do it like for me my full-length mirror is um like my sacred space like it's like equivalent to what someone's um oh, i forgot the word whatever temple or whatever is um so first is actually move and like be in your body only for yourself 
And of course, those thoughts of like, what am I doing? This looks stupid. This feels weird. will come through. Just be aware of them and just question them. Um, and then, however, if you do come to a point where you're moving your body or you're being sensual um, with someone else witnessing you, um, which is where I teach lap dancing, because it's so powerful. Lap dancing is so powerful. I've never felt so empowered in my life um, from lap dancing. And the difference of performance and doing it from my own pleasure is the energy of how you feel like if you feel like you're giving energy and you're like depleted at the end that means you were performing and like filling up your own cup is like i am fully like in my body like when i'm lab dancing i don't even know i don't even honestly with so much love don't care about that person in the chair like it's not for them so i'm not thinking like oh my partner loves my ass let me make sure I do this favorite move. Like, I'm not thinking that. If I want to show my ass, it's because I want to show my ass. Or if I want to, like, move my body in a certain way, it's because I want to. And half the time, my eyes are closed. Yeah, that's super powerful to um, do eye contact, but that's a different level. So if that's not where you're at. Being in your body and closing your eyes while still being witnessed is a great start as well to um, really recognizing, okay, am I doing this for someone or doing this for me? So overall, like you said that you started BPE four months ago, which I think is, is pretty incredible that, I mean, you seem to have started something great and I can't wait to see where it goes. What's your ultimate manifestation for BPE going forward? Um, well, I, it is a movement. So I am in Austin, Texas right now. However, I, it's, I want it, or I, it's going to be in different cities all over the country where, you know, it will start with me, but I would love to train and facilitate, like do a training for other women to be able to facilitate as well. Um, but I really love doing like four hour events where it's basically, you get all of that in one space. Um, and they're like hundred to 500 women, like mass, like stadium type experiences, um, all over the country and world, like in different cities. So that's the big one, but in general, it's like impacting and touching as many women as possible with this, um, permission and with this liberation, um, that's on the other side. So retreats like events i love doing in person and that's why i call myself a facilitator because i love i love holding space like that's what bpe is is really just me holding space for women to experience this so um yeah just like getting as big and impactful as as i can get for her for everyone i call bpe like she's like separate i like she's like a separate entity so i say for her meaning for bpe (laughs) Do you ever hold online? Uh, do I ever? Sorry, do you ever hold online workshops? Yeah. Yeah, I've done. Um, I've done this. Um, some virtual classes. Um, I'm actually making a program right now, so that's like a three month online program. It'll be live. Um, where I there's two calls a week, so that's definitely going to be something. Uh, in mid-January when it comes out um but that's another thing is like I'm creating community like a community platform right now yeah that's what I was gonna ask too because I mean obviously you're in Austin we're in 
Canada, so we can't come down to one of your classes, but there's yeah. so many people that I want to take one of your class. I want to take one of your classes now. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just really fun. It's definitely like, obviously in person is the best, but um, the knowledge and the codes just to experience it is the best. And if you experience, like if you do it in your room, that also allows you this visual somatic experience of like moving for yourself in the comforts of your own home and your safety. So yeah, it's really powerful. So what is one last piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with? Ooh. That or multiple pieces of it. Yeah. Well, I first would love to just hit on that. This this I'm gonna say air quotes here, the scary parts of you, the like the exile parts of you can and are usually your greatest gifts. And I say that because, you know, on the topic of sensuality and it being like an exile part from our community or from our society, like there's a reason because when you own all parts of you, no one can tell you like anything because you know who the fuck you are. It's this queen energy of like, I know my darks and I know my lights and I love them all and they're both beautiful and obviously once you own and accept all of you and you, like you meet people like that sometimes who just are so unabashedly like themselves like Miley Cyrus is a great archetype that I love to like mention because she just owns all of herself and she's like I'm gonna make the number one rock album and she fucking did and everyone told her not to i was like you're crazy and she was like watch me and she did yeah. and that's like what i'm saying is like you that is within all of us bp and that's like bpe is like it's within all of us and it's not forced oh that's just bertini like that's her no it's all of us it's innate it's like hunger it's the same exact thing we all have sexual organs we all have a birthright to experience pleasure and so just open yourself up and giving yourself permission to actually like explore that. That's what I would, mm. would say. <laughs> Amazing. Permission yeah. is so important. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. if our listeners want to connect with you a little further and, and if they're as excited to uh, get into one of your online workshops as we are, where can they connect with you? So I have my Instagram, which is Bertini Burton um big pussy she has her own instagram as well which is big pussy energy with one s and i also have my website bigpussyenergy.co so all of those are great options very cool we will be sure to put those in our show notes but thank you for speaking with us today thank you for inspiring us and empowering us i cannot wait to see where this movement takes you yes, and takes her you. And like where it goes, it's going to be incredible. And, and uh, we'll definitely be watching and hopefully participating. Yes, I would love that. Thank you guys so much for giving me this space and asking such great questions. It was so fun. Oh, thank you so much. That's it for our show today. Thanks for joining. Remember, you can always reach out to us on our socials, 
on Instagram at sisterhood underscore of underscore healing or on TikTok at sisterhood of healing. We love to hear from you. So please reach out to us at any time. Thank you for journeying with us today. We'll see you next time.